I gave up energy drinks and soda. I'm done. What? This is day one of what? it. What? This is day one. This is day one? Yeah. Was that because of me? It was. It yeah, was? You, you got on me enough, and I, every day I was having them, and I was like, you know what? I'm done with them. Good for so you. Thinking, well, I got water Way to go. Peer pressured your ass for that one. <laughs> Peer pressured your ass Dead. on that one. I mean, we don't really know. What are you drinking there? You probably put your energy drink in that damn red mug. No. Just to hide it from me. One week. One water? Seven days of energy drink free. It's water. Are you doing okay? You feeling good? Did you have I'm like? Did great, you have the no. shakes? Like, did they have to like lock you in your a room at night? Did they have like, a couple headaches? Let's strap them to the bed. <laughs> yeah. And let them sweat it out. And trust me, I've gone into like a 7-Eleven or like a CVS, and I've looked. I've looked. I've stared at them. You've been like, like, you know oh, what, man? I was in New York at the uh, at the uh, at the Belmont right. this past weekend. I was just walking around by our hotel, and there was a CVS right there, and it was kind of one of those things. I had a headache, and it was like early in the morning, and I was like, I. I was looking at the monster energy yeah. drinks right there, and I go, you know what? Damn. No. I'm five days in. That's willpower right I there. I would have to tell Chris that I failed. Yes. I want to do that. Okay, good. At least not yet. Good. Don't do that yet. You look so cute in red, by the way. You, Gosh, you red's look Red's my best It's really color. nice that you had a matching water mug to go with it, too. It's really cool. Red so is, nautical. Red is my best color yeah. by far. Yes. Green makes me look weird. Red is where I'm at. Yeah. I feel like black is a pretty good color for you. Well, actually. I just keep it simple. I, I, know, I know my strengths. But, I mean, you're looking like Tiger Woods on Sunday. It's a big day for you. It's, you're, you're, the, you're the leader. In the now clubhouse. I feel like you're hitting on me a little bit. No, though. I'm not. Okay. Don't All worry. Right. All right. Good. Don't worry. I don't think you're that handsome. <laughs> don't worry. Uh, okay. What do you want to talk about today? Uh, we got lots to talk about. I mean, I, I feel right, we're going to hit the quarterback countdown. We know okay. we're going there. Hey, we've, we've uh, Cam Newton's going to unveil a new quarterback or a no, new throwing motion, okay? Uh, he we're changed not, his throwing he motion. He changed it. We saw a little bit. I saw a few throws just warming up on Twitter, so I don't have a good feel for it yet. He was kind of just doing some warm-up drills. Yeah. But tomorrow, that'll be something to look at if you do follow me. You know, I, I'm going to try to uh, Chris Sims quarterback school Cam Newton's old motion and see if I can pick out a few things from the new motion that jump out to me. Okay. Uh, I, I love Cam Newton, and, of course, uh, I think he's one of the best quarterbacks in football. Ball, so that'll be good. I mean, I think we have to start with the NBA Finals last night, yeah. okay? I mean, yeah. uh, that was an amazing game. Crazy turn of events with you Kevin Durant. I, you, you get up early. I, I do get up early. I, I would stay up. I love NBA basketball, so uh, I'm going to stay up for the NBA Finals. It hurt me, and like the timeout sequence that everybody is making a big deal about, so, right? Yeah, like it was about three minutes to go in the game. 3.43 maybe, the somewhere in there. Raptors were on a, a huge run. Right. It was like they were taking over. The crowd right. was loud. The Kawhi Warriors, had 10 straight points, I yeah, believe. The Warriors had taken a timeout, yep. and then the Raptors came out and still scored. And there was, yeah, about three minutes to go, and there was a timeout. And at that point, I was watching it too, and the Warriors had one timeout left. Right. And I go, wow. I go, Steve Kerr used his last timeout with three minutes to go in the game just to break the momentum. And it was like, what? No, no. Raptors called right. that timeout. Come, you know, fast forward. Warriors go on a 9-0 run. Um, it was, it was weird. It was yeah. weird. And Nick, and Nick Nurse said afterwards, he goes, "I used it because if under three, you're going to lose those timeouts anyway." I yep. thought my guys needed a break. Right. I mean, the Warriors needed a break more than the Raptors. Yeah. Did at I that mean, point. it seemed it. And I was kind of like brushing my teeth, getting ready to get in bed as that was going on, yeah. and. I was like, I didn't even know who had called the timeout until after, I think, the commercial break or whatever when they came out and they, they talked about it or at least uh, uh, made reference to it. And I was like, wait, the Raptors called timeout? I don't understand. And right. I, I mean, that's one of those things where I go, I mean, what came into play there? Is there analytics throughout the year that show, like, it's smart to do that? You know, that's just one of those things. First of all, I'm going to rely on a 
like a famous Ray Lewis quote, okay? Yeah. Momentum is real, okay? Okay. It is real. I mean, there, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, you can't quantify it. There's nothing to say there. But you and I were watching the game yeah. along with the rest of America. It was weird. And we saw that one team was executing at a higher level than the other team, making a run. Damn it, I dropped my pen. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that certainly seemed to slow down the, the rhythm of that. And why take the timeout? I don't know. And I, I know he said the, the logic there, but is there more logic to that? Or we're just strictly, oh, we're going to lose the timeout, so I figured well, we'd rest and do it, it right there. It felt weird. And I, I do know that NBA teams are, are more cognizant of their the rest and how much how much rest they need. Yeah. You know, and how in the in the, the sequence of the game. And if you're at the end of the game, maybe it is beneficial. But you're also helping out the other team, too. It's not right. like they don't get to rest during the timeout. So so when you when you played, did you feel it? Because I feel like we say that a lot. It's like, wow, this team has the momentum. And then all of a sudden it turns like that, and the other team has momentum. So it's like, wow, did it really matter at all? When, when you played, yeah. what did you feel about momentum when you were rolling? Was it real or was it not real? You know what? First of all, we should ask my dad when he comes on. We didn't preview him. He's yeah. coming on. The big fucker will be here in a minute, too. And he certainly would be able to speak about momentum uh, probably better than I do. But it is real. It's hard to kind of, like, put it into words, I guess. But there were just a number of situations. And, you know, I can go back to high school, college, the NFL, whatever it may be, where, okay, let's say, I, I remember I played the, the Chicago Bears in 2005. We started the game off we couldn't do anything moving the football uh then there was fourth quarter we started to change things up we called a few different plays and all of a sudden like damn bears can't stop us here we go yeah. everything's working we got them going you know you just start to uh, you know everybody laser-like focus in certain situations where something okay we're in trouble here we got to really execute at our highest level or we're done and at those moments sometimes it all comes together to where you start to go holy cow we're dominating the game with yeah. everything we're doing um yeah it's hard to really quantify what it is and but it's other- a it, it feeds into it's emotional energy yeah it's a mentality and then it's just a feeling you get to go oh my gosh we're we're, we're unstoppable right now and we're on a run and did you feel like if the other team called a timeout or slowed it down, that could disrupt your momentum? It can disrupt it, yes, definitely. I think it's less in football than in basketball. Sure, um, so but, too, yeah. but yeah, no, I, I think there was there was things like that where you you know you might be on a drive and you're going down the field and defense is a little confused. They call a timeout and you're going ah. I wish they didn't, you know, I wish they didn't call the timeout. I felt like we were in a good rhythm. You know, Gruden on the sidelines calling plays was in a rhythm calling plays. Now you get in a timeout, the coach can start to overthink things or whatever it may be, or the defense readjusts their game plan and all of a sudden, oh gosh, our momentum's gone and things have changed that way. So that's a very real part of football. Uh, and it's a very real part of sports, and, and we saw it last night. Raptors lost. Raptors so lost. Still got a, still got a Who are you picking? Who are you still going to go there? I don't pick against the Warriors. You know? I, I saw them up close and personal for, for five, yeah, six years, and so I don't, I don't pick against them. I mean, the, Clay Thompson yeah. is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, can, he can make, uh, it seems like every big game, <laughs> he steps up. He did it against OKC when they were down 3-1 in that one series. I got Warriors. Who do you got? I, I'm going to th- the Raptors. I'm going to stay with them. Oh. I am. I'm going to stay with them, especially okay. with KD being out now, which was an, amaz- uh, uh, an amazing moment as well. And not amazing because it's good, just a horrible moment. It's one of the, the best players in the NBA. Yeah. I, I, really, to me, 
That's like the champion championship heart, though, the Warriors showed. That was one of the more amazing things to me. When you lose a guy like Kevin Durant, it can, it can deflate your football team. You go, it's not our year. This no, is not our you're year. Right. We're it's not cursed. our time. It's not going to happen. Yeah, and the fact that. that they continue to fight and then pull that one out, I think just tells you that they're, they're, they are a special team, and that's why they are the Golden State Warriors. Um, okay, I want to ask you about something All right, fine. that I ask saw me. on social media. I oh, did... gosh. It's probably so intelligent, then. It's very, it's very intelligent comments from yes. a lot of people with yes. perfect punctuation and great grammar. Good, good. Yeah, so you're, you're going to be surprised. Right. Uh, you guys came out with your, your best scrambling quarterback. Yeah. Uh, you did a live draft right. on PFT yeah. with Mike Florio. Uh, here, we're showing it to the YouTube I totally audience. flustered him and dominated him, too. because It does know, look like you dominated yeah, him. Yeah, I mean, I have Wilson, Mahomes, and Rodgers. Game and, over. And he has Mitchell Trubisky, Kyler Murray, and Deshaun Watson. Right. Good quarterback. Good quarterback. One has no NFL experience. Right. But, that's but hey, listen, I, I want to start right there with that yeah. because I've had, I saw comments like that. Oh, how can you take Kyler Murray? He hasn't played it down in the NFL. Listen, there's one thing I know Kyler Murray's going to be able to do this year. He's going to be one of the best scrambling quarterbacks in football. I mean, you know, again, uh, this is a guy that was a better runner in college yeah. than Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson who are on that list. And yes, it might not be as good as it was in Oklahoma, but I can probably promise you that he's going to be able to run around and scramble as good as anybody we've ever seen in the sport you know so yeah okay stop with that like we've never seen him in the NFL do it before no I've seen enough football we've all seen enough football to go the guy that was the fastest guy on the field in the final four game against Alabama he's still going to be really damn fast in the NFL and be hard to catch so here's what I want here's what I want to know did did uh did Lamar Jackson retire no. Is that what? So did he retire? And no. Is that why he's not in this? No. I like your question. I know where you're trying to challenge me there. He's a good scrambler. I look at Lamar Jackson though as a runner right now, not a scrambler. A scrambler is different than to me. I think that's where you know we have to explain that to to people a little bit. I look at it as a scrambler. First of all, the greatest scrambler of all time, or the guy who was always known as the scrambler. Ooh, let me guess. Steve Young. No. No. That's a pretty good one, it though, is a right? Good one. He's definitely in that all-time list. Yes, okay. definitely. Can but I, I think Fran Tarkenton oh, okay. is the guy who made it like a thing. Sure. And he was a scrambler, not because he scrambled around and then tucked the ball and ran down the field for a positive yardage. No, he was a scrambler because he stayed behind the line of scrimmage, made people miss, extended plays, and then threw bombs all over the field with his right arm. And to me, that's what a scrambler is. A scrambler is not a runner necessarily. So, like to me, Cam Newton. As uh, awesome as he is, and I love Cam Newton. Anybody that's ever listened to my podcast, I'll tell you, I always defend him. I don't look at him as a scrambler. He's I look a runner. At, he's a runner. When he wants to throw, he is a pocket passer. I'm going to stand there, and you can hit me, and I'm Superman, and it doesn't matter. Right. Now, that's different than Watson or Mahomes or Rodgers who, you know, dance around the pocket, move around the pocket, look for the first thing to get outside of the pocket because that's when they know they're the most dangerous to make those plays that are off schedule that way. I mean, if you look at the statistics with Patrick Mahomes last year when he left the pocket, they're through the roof. It, it's 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 really one of the big things every good defense that played Kansas City was worried about. If you stop Mahomes scrambling, especially to the right side, you know it limited the amount of big plays that came within the Kansas City offense. So I made a list of my top five scramblers in football right okay. now. All okay. Right. So wait, did you take in this draft? Did yes. you take Aaron Rodgers first? Or no, I took take, him third. Wow, he I lasted know. that long. I know he didn't. You know, I went with Russell Wilson number one, and he is my number one scrambler in football right now. Okay. Uh, so oh, I, no, let's go through. Your list. Yeah, don't, okay. Don't give it away. Sorry. Okay, well, he's number one. It's okay. It's oh, we're a, gonna go top down. I was gonna go to number one. Ooh, down. So we'll have the big reveal at number five. Big reveal Ooh, at I number five. Ooh, and it's gonna get Ooh, people. Gonna be number five. Did okay. I mess up? Should I go the other way? 
no, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> that's fine. Russell number. Wilson will be my number one scrambler okay. in football. I mean, Russell Wilson's made more magic happen, scrambling around, making throws, whatever it is. I mean, he's been the magic man ever since he came into the NFL. Russell Wilson's one of the few guys on this list that actually could probably be on the scrambling list and be on the running list. That's what I was going to say. Yes. I, I, I know he's both. a runner, too. Yes, yeah. he is. And early on in his career, he was more of a runner. I feel like now he's more of a scrambler. Early on in his career, you were watching. You were out there on the West Coast. It was a lot of read option stuff. It was a little bit more quarterback design For run sure. game. Yep. Now it's drop back to pass. If something comes about running the ball, take off Russell. So Russell's my number one. Kay. Number two is, oh, Aaron Rodgers. Kay. Yeah. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is going to go down as one of the greatest, you know, backyard gunslinger, scramble, by more time, highlight throws, quarterbacks, maybe in the history of football. Yeah. I mean, I, you look at a lot of the great plays in the history of, of his career, and even over the last few years, they're scrambling. It's, you know, hey, him playing the Dallas Cowboys in the divisional playoff game, scrambling to the left, stopping, getting ready to set up the throw. Oh, somebody's coming. Scrambling again to the left on the same play, and then throwing a 40-yard laser down the field to Jared Cook, who's falling out of bounds on the run as he's running to his left. So I look at that as, yes, Aaron Rodgers so elusive, and not always necessarily just absolutely in a full-out sprint running around. A lot of Aaron Rodgers scrambling is, you know, ducking and diving in the pocket and making right. people that, – that's scrambling to me. Um, so that that's number two. You know who's like the anti-scrambler? Who's that? I was just thinking of yeah. uh, Ben Roethlisberger. He yeah. just, like, stands there, but they st- it's like they can't tackle No, him. that's why he's, he's like a little that. bit like Cam Newton that way, yeah. where he just, get off me and roll. And throw. stationary, but still is the same result. He was. He now, early on down. in his career, though, yeah. he was a little scrambler. Now, it wasn't a scrambler to, like, he got out of the pocket. He kind of just ran around the pocket like a Tasmanian devil, sure. you know what I mean, a little bit, like yeah. that way, where I want to get up and actually demonstrate it, but I won't do it. Um, okay, fine, I'll get up. But, we'll, yeah, I mean, we'll, zoom, hey, we'll zoom out. Yeah, you can zoom out there. But, I mean, that, I mean, this is like, you want, yeah, go ahead. Get on the jib, you jib, okay? <laughs> but that's one of the things we're, like. We're, everyone's, everyone's scrambling right now. You I mean, here's, here's Russell Wilson. I mean, uh, Ben Roethlisberger. It's, you know, Pat, Pat. Yep. And then he would be. And that was his scrambling there. You know, and then it's, oh, then the throw. But it <laughs> yeah. was kind of within the pocket. It was like a big man scramble. Yep. But, yes, now he doesn't do that as much. And now he is. He stands there. He puts his feet in the ground. You're right. And he's like the opposite of that where he just well, goes. Well, because he's in a walking boot usually. So you can't scramble <laughs> he's been banged a up a boot. lot. You can't scramble yes. in a walking boot. Good job on the jib there. <laughs> there you go. We sent our crew scrambling during your top five scrambling <laughs> yes. quarterbacks uh, currently playing. So that's number one and two. Number one and well, two. You took, you took uh, Patrick Mahomes ahead yeah, of Aaron I had to reassess. I had to reassess. I did. very on brand. For you, uh, questioning your. I know, but it, you know, I'm doing it with, I do it with all honesty. I took Mahomes in the draft yesterday because he was on there, and I thought Floria was definitely going to take him. So it was more of a take and going. I'm going to take him away from him right now. Good call. I had a feeling he would go that way. Is he number three on your list? He's number three on my yeah. list, Patrick Mahomes. And it's really close. Right, like right now, in this point of his career, maybe he could have been number two. I kind of went back and forth between him and Rodgers, but again. Let's think about the great plays from Patrick Mahomes from the past season. You can do them right off the top of your head right now. Yeah. Okay, AFC Championship game. Remember at the end of the game, he runs to the right, he throws that unbelievable ball down the sidelines mm-hmm. uh, to Ware or, or, Domin- or, or Damian Williams. You know, the play against the 49ers where he whirly birds all around the field, then right. gets on a full sprint to the right and throws a touchdown pass in the back in the end zone. The 49. The no-look no pass. The no-look pass was a scramble, right? Yeah. He was kind of nothing's there, running up in the pocket. Oh, bam, there's somebody across. 
the fourth and nine in that same game against the Baltimore Ravens. Scrambles out to the right, yeah. right? Throws a bomb across his field to the left. How about the Chargers game on Thursday night football where somebody, he's running out on the right, he's on the right sideline and someone is holding his jersey, pulling him down, and he throws a no-look touchdown pass into the back of the end zone. So, you know, it's very close between Rodgers and Mahomes there as far as making I, things honestly, happen. Honestly, you hearing you describe, I would put him number you one. You think he's number one? I think he's number one. Maybe it's not enough of a sample size. We've seen more maybe, from Maybe that's Wilson. where I'm checking out of. But you're right. I think it's very close. These three are special. And yes. I think I gave, like, Wilson and, and Rodgers the advantage. And I'm okay to somebody to tell me wrong, and I appreciate you telling so me wrong. So that's the top three. But there's, like, a tier. That's, like, the elite tier. They're, that's so tier. nitpicky with those three yeah. right there. Now, the next guy. So is, you got all three at the top. I mean, you crushed I Mike crushed in it. the it draft. Wasn't even, it wasn't even funny. Like, right? was he trying or not? Was he I not mean, trying? I don't that, know. That it's just, you know, sometimes smart minds just prevail in such a way that you can't <laughs> Deny it. Um, my number four, though, I'm going with his last pick. Okay. I'm going to go with Deshaun Watson. I like that. You know, Deshaun Watson is an unbelievable scrambler. Now, he's not as dangerous as the three we've mentioned as far as scrambling and then maybe the big throw off of it yet. Mm-hmm. He's still dangerous. Don't I mean, that's why he's on the list. He's still amazing that way. But I feel like he's a little bit more of a scrambler who looks to run a hair before the other three guys but the other three guys are scrambling, 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 hoping right. to throw it, hoping to throw it, hoping to throw it. Okay, nothing's open. I'm going to run. Where Watson, I feel like, is he scrambles. Is somebody open? No. I'm going to look to run, and I'm just going to look to run until yeah. somebody stops me, and then I might look back up and try but to find a pass. But some of because he can. He can. Right? I mean, like, oh, Deshaun yes. Watson can rip off a 50-yard That's 50 why he gets run. a lot of sacks, too, sometimes, yeah. because he goes, I have broken these four tackles before, so I'm going to try one more right. time. And, oh, damn, they got me this time, and I lost eight yards on a sack. But that's, you know, the gift and the curse. you got to get a little give and take for some of the greatness that he brings to the table that way. Yep. So he's number four. Now, number five is a tough one. Ooh. It's a tough one. I'm glad we led up to five. Yeah, I know, because this, is, this is okay. the drama. Okay, and I'll, I'll, you know, of course Cam Newton was in this conversation. Yeah. You know, Lamar Jackson, I thought about him, okay? Trubisky is a phenomenal scrambler, Okay. Josh you, Allen. You've met Josh Allen. I know. Josh Allen is incredible. Carson Wentz is a very good scrambler. Mitchell Racine goes, where is your man crush, Josh Allen? I know. This is a really, really tough one here. I know. And I, I love Josh Allen. And he shows phenomenal scrambling ability. And as you just mentioned, Ty Easton. How does Carson Wentz not make I, it? There you go. Carson Wentz is amazing. I, I, I know it. When you really watch a highlight tape or, or watch Carson Wentz film, you'll start to go, damn, he moves a lot. Damn, he makes a lot of plays that yeah. way. But, I, you know, honestly, though, here it is. I'm going with Kyler Murray. Wow. If you made me re- – I don't care. And you made me rank the five best scramblers in football. I know I'm going on a limb. I'm on the plank there. But I've seen enough to go, no, this is going to be special this year. I didn't need to see Michael Vick do it in a game in the NFL for me to go, huh, I wonder the way he ran around the Florida State defense, if he'll be able to do that in the NFL. Oh, guess what? He could. So, you know, there's some things I don't need to see to know that he's going to be good at it. And We have instant reaction from Unknown oh, Flight. You mean Asshole Pete, who's a producer? Go unknown ahead. Flight. Pete, no, we have producer. a comment. Our no. instant reaction. Unknown Flight on uh, Instagram, I believe. Yes. Uh, how you uh, put Murray on there, he ain't even played 
SMH, that's yeah, Shake My shake Head. My head yes. He hasn't even played a preseason game yet. You know NFL faster than college. Come on now, Chris, be real. Okay, that doesn't so, so yes, the co- first of all, he doesn't realize that Mike Florio picked Kyler Murray. So, I know, but now you have, though, don't understand you? Understand the facts before you start attacking me. Let's get your facts in line before you start worrying about my facts, okay? Yeah. And yes, okay, he might not rip off 70 yard runs uh, consistently like he did in college football, but again, I mean, stop with this whole, like, you know, I was pretty sure LeBron James was going to be good when he came to the NBA. I didn't yeah. need to go like, huh, I wonder if it's going to work. Yeah. I'm not sure if this guy who's 6'8 and the greatest athlete we might have ever seen could make it happen in the NFL. Same with the Michael Vick. I didn't need Patrick Mahomes to play for me to go, oh, he's better than, you know, 30 or 40 quarterbacks in football. Like, yeah. you know, there's certain things you see, and Kyler Murray's running is – it's off the charts. It's, I mean, it's as good as anybody I've ever seen other than Michael Vick coming out of college. So, yeah, I'm putting him in the top five scramblers in the NFL right now. I'm putting him there, and it did hurt me to leave Josh Allen out. Dad, are you there? Are you listening to me, Dad? Oh, oh, oh am I listening? Holy Christ, are you ever going to shut up? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wait, first off, and who, who says Kyler Murray shouldn't be on the list? Uh, we're, we're, we're relaxed. Un- no, unknown to... flight from Instagram said we're that he Instagram. should not be on the list. You know, people oh, have problems well, yeah, Okay, there. well, whoever it is, you know, I don't know what to say. Just. I'll be kind. Just be quiet. Don't do. Don't make a comment because you don't know what you're talking about. Well, yeah, you just. Right away, oh, you went way out on a limb taking Kyler Murray. That is, <laughs> I mean, come on. Of course, he's going to be one of the top scramblers in the NFL. He has elite quickness and elite speed. Oh my gosh, what does that mean? Oh no, he's going to be running and moving, and we're going to see tons of plays like that. And he is absolutely, right now, before he ever takes a snap, he's going to be one of the top five scrambling scrambling right. quarterbacks in the NFL. To me, Josh Allen is a runner. Okay. Ooh, okay. okay. He can just, he just runs. Carson Wentz now, he's a scrambler. Uh, that's so somebody I thought about putting him at number five instead of Murray. Carson is right. a side-to-side move, duck, this and that. Right. Josh Allen is stand there. There it is. I'm just gonna run like a de- as fast as I can, and here we go. So you and put him in the kit, like the yeah. Let's like Cam, let's recap your, Cam re- Newton. Recap. Oh yeah, I'll get right there. But yeah, I get Cam Newton. See, I didn't put Cam Newton on Cam this because I look at runner. this. He's a runner, right? He's yes. a runner. Okay, he's a good. Runner. God, we see that the same way. Well, you know the thing. You know you, your list. I think I looked at it. I think you're all over it. Not gonna argue anything. Oh. My time. Well, no, what, who said all? Was that you? Well, that was he me. wants to recap yeah. the list. I, no, no, I, 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 I want, no, I wanted you to argue. I wanted you to. Okay. I paid that close attention to what Christopher says. So, <laughs> all right, so the top five scramblers in football. I did want to spark the, a family the top three, I think, are. Give me the, go ahead. List them for me. They're legitimate, you know, like conversations. I'm not saying I'm definitely right, but Russell, Russell Wilson's Wilson. number one. I made, I made Rodgers two. I made Mahomes three. I made Watson four. And I made Kyler Murray five. Okay, wait. Who who was um, three and four? You talked too fast. Oh, sorry. Uh, it's it's uh, Mahomes is three. Deshaun right. Watson is four. Right. And then I okay. had yeah, Kyler Murray. I like five. all that. Yeah. And I would say um, the only argument I have, Rogers is great at moving. I wouldn't call him a great scrambler. Ooh, okay. Interesting. Okay. He's a, he's more he's more Tom Brady than he is Russell Wilson. Okay. He's a, he moves the throw. He doesn't move and take off and reverse field and do all this as much as these other guys you're talking about. Sure. Okay. You know, when I look at Mahomes, uh, you know, I, I can see Mahomes, 
will run one way, stop and turn and reverse field and reverse back again. He's yes. not afraid. And the same with Watson. Kyler Murray's going to do the same thing. And, of course, we've seen Russell Wilson do it many, many times. I don't see that when I when I see Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Now, yeah, so- a guy that I call a great scrambler, yeah. way ahead of his time, you, you, and I know you have and both of you, Roger Stahlback, the Roger the Dodger, I mean, it, it was incredible. He was, nobody in pro football was making those kind of moves and doing it but him. Fran Tarkenton, yes, he did it too, but Roger did it. He was big, powerful, and had a rocket arm. Right. And that kind of put him in a different category. And, you know, I had the pleasure, well, it wasn't a pleasure, uh, of playing against him my rookie year. And he made one of those comebacks. We got him down two scores. And five minutes ago, boom, 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 touchdown. I miss a third down throw. They get it back. Boom, boom, touchdown. We win. Right. And I, uh, they win, I should say. And I got to see it in person. Even in, when he was older, he could still move around. And if you ever watch him at Notre Dame. At Navy. And, oh, I'm sorry, at Navy. Yep. Yeah, it looked like Notre Dame uniforms. That's what got me. At Navy, his scrambling was incredible. So I look at guys like that, and I don't put Rodgers in that scrambling category like I would the other guy. Okay, yeah, see, this is good. I'm glad we're having this I've conversation. Learned. You know what? Scrambling is in the eye of the beholder. It, 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 it is a little bit because, yeah, I've said, you know, I kind of said the dancing around the pocket to the extent of where Rodgers does it is enough of a scrambling to me. But yeah. you're right. I mean, it's a good discussion either way. And honestly, Ahmed here, when I went through my first three guys, he does think Mahomes is the number one guy because of what you just said. And he thought that my case, uh, just listening to me talk, I think he thought that I explained Mahomes as the number one yes. scrambler as well, the way I talked about it. So maybe I am wrong either way. And that is a that is a good combo. Well, the list you made yeah. will change, and it's going to change fairly quick. I think you see... Not that Russell Wilson's slowing down much, but he has definitely slowed down the scrambling not as much. Right. And he's not as um, he's not as dynamic now, <clears throat> excuse me, running around as he was many years ago. Right. So that that happens to everybody. And look, you know, as time goes on, he'll just become a better pocket thrower and move around even more, which I think he does. I really noticed it last year more than ever. That he just moves to throw now. Yes. He's not looking to move and pick up 20 yards or whatever. He right. did it, of course, last year, but not nothing like where he did in the past. Yeah, right. Like early in his career, I, I said this to Ahmed, too, that he was more of a runner. Now he is more of a scrambler. I mean, early on in the career, I felt like it was read options and some quarterback design run plays. And when well, he did. The big, the big thing is, Christopher, yeah. Ahmed, what he did, you know, Russell early in his career would give the first receiver a quick look, and then his neck look, his neck to look at the rush. Yeah. Right, and then right. he made, oh, he's got such great feel, he felt it. No, no, he's looking at him. Yeah. That's why he moved. Right. You know, John Elway, why was he great at getting out of the pocket a lot? Well, because John Elway, if there was a great rush on the other side, would kind of give it a look, and he's watching, the, and he's going to make that move by time and then make the throw. Right. Uh, so there's a little difference there, but, uh, man, there's some good movers. I heard you talking this morning about all that stuff. It was great. Um, and, and, you know, I think about it, and I know you talk about mechanics, and Ahmed, I, I work with a lot of high school, college, and even some pro quarterbacks. And I'm telling you, I spend minimum 50% of the time after they get a little few fundamentals down the way we want you to throw it is running, uh, running right, looking left and just spinning and ripping it across the field. 
running left, throw it right across the field, throw off a one foot, throw it sidearm, do this. I mean, you that is life in the NFL that. now, right? Yeah, it's, it, it's and 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 once you learn. And all I got so many things yeah, today. Y'all had spit them out. <laughs> when you guys were talking about Cam Newton's going to change his motion, yeah. and I love him. Oh, well, you can't change people's motion. Shut up. You're wrong. Oh, I'm going to tell you said system. that. No, I was going to say that too, but now I won't say that. No. It, it's such it's <laughs> such bull. Why wouldn't you want to change your motion? You get in the pros, unless you're great right away, you got to find a better way. All pros adapt a little bit, and I can see it because that's what I do, but – I adapted. I changed my motion. I was a really high release, over the top thrower, and then I got up in Giant Stadium and going, "Holy caramba, this wind!" Yeah. So I changed my grip. I changed the way I threw the ball, held it, everything, because I was dealing with elements. And when you get the pros, you realize that accuracy is everything. Yeah. So you're going to find a way to control the ball, and that means most of the time you're going to make slight. Slight adjustments to your throwing motion. So you guys, and you th- said it. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Tony Romo worked on his constantly. Sure, good I one. I watched Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> motion change in yeah, his career went right, along. Right. It just got smoother, better, more powerful. And <clears throat> I, again, if I can do it with high school kids sure. and they and see unbelievable changes. And you said what, fifteen hundred throws, Christopher? I said yeah, fifteen hundred, right? To make well, a muscle no, that's memory? Not right. That's, that's not, not right. No, what is it? It, it, it takes at least ten thousand. Ten thousand? Oh wow. Okay. So even more but, than but that. No, no, no. Yeah. Don't say wow. Yeah. Ten thousand's nothing. You're yeah. right, it is nothing. It's that's nothing. that's a few you, weeks of throwing. But we, you know, if you <laughs> if you come with us, right. it doesn't take long. <laughs> uh, but you know, you get two to three hundred throws, they don't have to be all out every day and all of a sudden over you could change an NFL quarterback from when the season's over by the time he comes to OTAs, certain guys, you could change them dramatically in that time if they're willing to do it and if they're willing to put it in the And, and if they're naturally a, th- a thrower to begin yeah, you with. That's, be a thrower. That's, I can't, you're right. You, you that, make great comments. Right. That's, that's the one thing I think why people say that too much is because they look at guys like Tim Tebow and all these say, other guys yeah. where I go, yeah, but they could never really throw to the standard we're talking about. No, he wasn't so, meant to be right. a pocket quarterback. Right. Whatever, and the problem with Tim Tebow, the other thing is he had nineteen thousand coaches teaching him to throw. Yeah, right. And I always say to one of them, just tell me one thing. What are you going to do to make it better? Just give me one hit. Well, um, you know, uh, we're going to work on his feet. That's always I love. Oh, really? Really? So he's going to throw the football down the field with his feet? I love that. Yeah, you know, <laughs> which would be awesome. How cool yeah, would yeah, that would be? Great. But, uh, oh, going to work with? Oh, and then I love this one on ESPN a couple years ago. What are you doing to so-and-so? Who was the quarterback? Let me think. It was a big star. Um, oh, it was Johnny Manziel. Right. Well, we're trying to get him to marry his feet to his eyes. And I go, oh, my God, let me turn the station over. Marry his feet to his eyes? Oh, a, a great st- – oh, 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 yeah, that's great. It's West Coast <laughs> offense stuff right there. That's oh, what my they God. say. It's, I don't know who – no, it's made up baloney. That's all it is. <laughs> it's baloney. You know, hey – as I, I just threw with a bunch of New York City quarterbacks yesterday. Yeah. And we get there, and I'm talking, and they, most of them knew me already. And I said, look, what do we want to do as a quarterback? What's one thing we want to just keep getting better at? And they, one of them had thrown with me. He goes, we want to throw it harder. I said, that's right. 
everybody wants to throw it harder. So, you know, there's certain things you do to make you throw it harder because why do you want to do that? Well, because it's just part of being a quarterback. You like throwing it hard, right, Christopher? Right, definitely. And, but when you can throw it as hard as you can throw it and know that you're going to control it, then I'm telling you, you're the man. Right. That's it. Right. Some guys throw it as hard as they can, and you got to give helmets to the first and second roll of the stands because it might go in there. Right. But once you can really let it go and control it, your personality will change. Your decision-making will change dramatically. Right. Your confidence goes up, and your teammates and coaches are big believers, and now they can be more creative in their design of play. Right. That's right. That's why you see Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers uh, walk they around like it. they're the man, and yeah. Patrick Mahomes, because they go, it doesn't matter how hard I throw this, I can hit the bullseye. Uh, yeah. That's so true. I mean, okay, so wait, you talked All about right. you talked about I wanted to ask you a few more things about the scrambling quarterback. Yes. Just some of the old guys, okay? Oh, well, listen, Randall Cunningham. Oh, thank you. That's where I wanted to go next. I wanted you to like, you know, I, there's three guys in, in your era. I mean, Cunningham, Elway, and um, Steve Young, who I'd like right. to just hear your ta- you know, your talk about them as athletes. Well, yeah, listen, Randall Cunningham just was ahead of his time too. Yeah. In other words, my gosh, what would he be now? He would be the first pick of the NFL draft. Right. Because, oh, wait, he's 6'4". He can really run. Right. And he's can, he can scramble, too. And, oh, yeah, he's got an arm that's, you know, an yeah. howitzer. He right. can really throw the ball. Right. And so Randall Cunningham, Elway, of course, he jumps out. Even if I remember being in the NFL watching him play at Stanford, how much he ran around. It was It was hilarious to watch him scramble and make throws and – you know, I didn't realize it. I watched his highlights from the Super Bowl when we played in 1986. Right. You know, I didn't think anything of John Elway. Who cares about John Elway? <laughs> and then I see the highlights and go, wow, he played pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> he made some throws that were, you know, they were ridiculous. Right. Running left, stopping at the last second and throwing about a 45-yard line drive yeah. across the field and hitting Mark Jackson or whoever was out there catching it for him. And I love that reverse spin that Elway would do. You know, he yeah. would, like that patented reverse. Like right. would just Peeking yeah. out of the corner of his eye. <laughs> yeah. You knew it was. It's like I what Dad was that. saying. He took a peek at the rush to kind of know. That's and exactly and set it up. right. right. I, I learned all that from uh, Dan Reeves. I had him from one year. And he said, look, John was great. If he thought there was trouble, he's going to watch that rush for a half a beat. Right. And he's going to see where trouble is. He's going to go. And, you know, it's, it's really – it was a great thing. He, t- he t- taught me a lot about stuff like how what he taught Elway. You know, certain situations, you know, this and that. Go ahead and look at the guy just for a half a beat before you do your read because you have time as yeah. a quarterback. And watch who's rushing, how many numbers they – you know, they had – uh, they, they were kind of ahead of their time in some of that stuff. A guy that comes to mind, I won't call him a scrambler. Yeah. Really old school, didn't have a great career, but he was Tim Tebow personified, except he was bigger and faster than Tebow and could throw it harder. Huh. He threw it so hard, it's, it's one of the reasons why he couldn't make it as a pro quarterback, I think. Bobby Douglas. Uh, yeah. Do y'all remember Bobby Douglas? Of course I do. I've seen highlights and things like that, sure. I mean, Bobby Douglas would break fingers every practice. And he could really, really run. I'm going to say he was about 6'4". And we had a running back coach by the name of Bob Lord when I came into the to the Giants. And he was in Chicago before that. And I asked him about Bobby Douglas, and he goes, look, he'll never be a good quarterback. But I'll tell you what, I've never seen a guy throw a football like him in my whole life. <laughs> and and just and he goes, run? Oh, my gosh, he would run anybody over. So I'll tell you another good runner. Yeah. We don't talk, 
Terry Bradshaw could really run, too. I, I know he could. I, I had a feeling you might bring up his but name. But was he a scrambler? Though? I don't think he was a scrambler. No, but probably not. Yeah. He could have been if it just was in a part of – if they let him play freer. And if he came up in today's world, he would be a scrambler. Terry Bradshaw had great feet. He was a legit 4-5. I mean, right. this is back before people were even training for it. I mean, look, his javelin high school record just got broken a yeah, few years ago. I know. Yeah, right. So, I mean, you know, you, you always talk about athletes ahead of their time. You know, Terry Bradshaw was. My God, look at him in a uniform. He, he looks like if he changed the pads and didn't have that, that little tiny face mask, you'd think he had to be an, uh, an edge rusher. Right. Yeah. And, and, of course... I've found out many times being around him when he punches you, you're like, holy Christ. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's thick. He's part caveman, uh, oh, Terry he is, Bradshaw. He's caveman. He's the yeah. end of all, man. It was unbelievable. And I, I, it kinda, I get upset um, and sometimes when people talk about great quarterbacks and all this. I'm not saying he was a great quarterback, but he was an unbelievable player, and his name should always be mentioned when we talk. Hey, four Super sure. Bowls. Yeah, two and MVPs. He was the man in right. the last two. Right. No, and no doubt about it. We don't mention him enough in the top quarterbacks of all yeah. time. And, and you said something the other day is so true. He played in a system that was tough. In other words, run, 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 Terry, throw the ball. Right. And so it was not quarterback friendly, even for those times. But because he was such a great athlete, they had so, so many great players, they could still win doing it that way. All right, last guy, and we're going to let you go. <laughs> well, i got to straighten you out a few things, but go ahead. Okay, fine, good. Please do. <laughs> and Michael Vick, scrambler or runner? Yeah, you've mentioned Michael Vick a couple of times, and I feel like he was more of a runner I, for I, most of his career. I think career. he's probably more of a runner, too. I mean, he certainly, I remember a few moments where he like gave me seven heart attacks on the sideline. I mean, I would take him around. on my team regardless. But you're but. right. On third and 20, with, when I played against Michael Vick, I was more scared of him, you know, making, you know, he's either going to throw a bomb or some, like, howl down the field, and if it wasn't there, he was going to tuck the ball and outrun everybody for 21 yards to get the third and 20. So I guess he is more of a runner in my eyes. Well, yes, I guess you could say that. It's just hard to judge it because he was so fast that he didn't have to scramble. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. You wouldn't want him. You want him to be a runner. You're right. He's the the fastest guy in the field. He was the fastest guy in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, maybe not. Maybe I don't know who was all in that era. It was but pretty it, it close. It would be yeah. up for debate, yeah. you know. And you're and listen, I'll never forget that game in Atlanta, Baltimore Ravens, right. Michael Vick, and and he. I think he really didn't deep down thought, man, maybe I shouldn't even play in this preseason game. Remember, he got hurt. Right. I think that was the game he got hurt. It was. It was. He gets back and backed up in his own end zone. And he got pressure, yep. and his foot got stuck underneath somebody, and he broke his ankle. The Ravens had only one thing in mind that night. They were going to get Michael Vick. Right. Because, you know, sometimes you get too much publicity, especially back then, before yeah. they think you re- they guys hated it, and they wanted to, you know, shut you down. Right. A couple things. I watched the show this morning. I met with Christopher, yep, Mike Florio. Yeah. Set me straight. Hey, Christopher, straight congratulations. You finally won a damn, you know, draft or whatever y'all call it. Hey, thanks, you, you, thanks, yeah, thanks. I Dad. mean, of course, you, you you forgot. What was the play? You know, another play. Atlanta throwing the ball on first down when the game is over in the Super Bowl. Oh, you mean the, the Falcons-Patriots uh, Super Bowl? Yes. Yes. I, oh, I, my gosh. I thought on. about it. Okay, I thought about it. It was the second down throw I think you're thinking what of. What was, was that? Second no, down. I'm thinking was... the first down. They threw the ball. He got sacked. It was, you know, they're up 28-10. to 10. There's four minutes left. Right. And they, they I, I believe it. You're right. I, they might have thrown on first and second down. Yes, but second down for 
Yeah, it was sacked, and then it became Completion. it became third and long, and then they right. got a penalty, and it made a third and longer, and they couldn't get in a field goal position right. to where they would have just been up 31 to 20 with like less than four sure. minutes left. So yes. yeah, and a lot of people. You what know discussion why? was that? You, what, what well, discussion we talked about having? today like coaches' decisions that went wrong, right? Okay. Uh, that was one. Of, that was one of our that backfired. That was okay. one of our things. You know why I didn't pick that, Dad? You know why? To be totally transparent, because people bag on Kyle Shanahan for that, and I don't think that's the right the right Bernie, thing. Well, so what? You didn't have to bag on Kyle Shanahan. No, I know, but I'm sick of hearing about it, and it's not his. It's like it'd be like you know yeah. New England doing the same thing, and everyone going, "Why would Josh McDaniels throw the ball there?" No one would say that. They would go, "Why would Bill Belichick do it?" But for some reason, in that conversation, we we're going to blame it on the offensive coordinator when it's the head coach's job to manage the situation yeah, and tell him. The game. So that's and he didn't manage it, does. and that was wrong on him. And yeah. for some reason, Kyle Shanahan consistently. Gets and, but I, I really like the way Kyle handled that because he got hired with the 49ers yeah, right. right after that. Right. And, you go, and they go, if you could go back and change that, would you? And he goes, absolutely. Yeah. Why wouldn't I? Yeah. He, know, he said the, all like the, right the most yeah. honest yeah. answer. Right. It was the most honest answer hey, about look, that whole play. I yeah. played for, I think, one of the greatest game managing coaches in history, and that was Bill Parcells. And I'd be out there on the field, and I'm thinking, here it comes. And I could see him on the sideline going, I won't say exactly what he would say, beep, 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 beep. beep. Run the ball. Right. <laughs> and I just go, okay, here we go. And because he was managing the game. You know, here comes the play call. It's going to be a pass. He goes, no. He's looking at the clock. He's already calculated it and what it means and boom, you know. So, you know, that's up to the head coach for play calls. You can always override uh, offense or defensive play call. Right. The other thing, Joe Pasarczyk, the fumble for you, Christopher. Yeah. Here's why he fumbled the snap a little bit. Right. But they called a running play to give it to Larry Zonka. Everybody's going kneel on the ball. He says, I can't. Coach said, we got to run it. Boom, boom, boom. Larry Zonka said to Joe Pasarczyk, if you hand it to me, I'm not taking it. And Joe took the ball, kind of fumbled, and still trying to hand, the, hand, yeah. the, hand it off instead of just falling on it. And there we go. And, I, and you're right. That's why I became a New York Giant, because the Giants had the, the league stepped in and made him hire a general manager who happened to be George Young. Right. And the last thing is I'm teaching you things. Yeah, please do, old wise one. This is what I do. You know, Ahmed, you got kids? I do, yeah, two kids. Two? two young kids, yep. Young? So you got to teach them, right? You got to teach them. Yeah, yeah. Well, Bill O'Brien, you're right. Of course, he wants the Patriots atmosphere and culture down there in Houston. Right. But, you know, I've been there, and it's it's you're in that stadium and you're a player, you walk out there, it's just, it's always something going on. And there's people everywhere, all the time. The players are not secluded enough. I know the way they want it, and everything like that. So that is a distraction. You know, you, you walk out in the hallway during a break to go to lunch, and, you know, the Rockettes are walking by you because they're doing a show that night in the stadium. Oh, so and, you think it's too much of a circus surrounding the organization that makes Billy O'Brien frustrated oh, with yeah, the things, yeah, right? I'm not putting words in his mouth or anything. Yeah, it drives just, me crazy. Yeah, right, right. Well, yeah, we, I mean, we know just, Billy and Billy O'Brien to know that he's a no-nonsense football in your face. You know, this is the truth of the matter. So, yeah, I would imagine that would drive him crazy as well. Yeah, and I'm just surprised. You're down in Houston. There you are. Mm-hmm. Then why don't they build a complex away from there where they can get all those distractions out of the way? Right. When I'm in New England, I hate to always go to New England. I mean, I'll just tell you this. Yeah. I did many games, probably about 50 of them or 60 up in New England. Yeah. And when I I walk down the hallways that the players are going out to practice, you don't see a worker in the stadium there. Right. You go to the practice field, and I'm telling you, there's nobody there except 
the players and coaches, right. and me and Jim Nance, maybe one other guy on our crew could come, and that's it. Right. No friends, no people hanging out. Bob Kraft couldn't bring out nine of his buddies to watch. Mm. And it was, you know, all business. And I know when I read and just follow it that <laughs> Billy O'Brien, hey, he'll quit. It's going to drive him crazy, but he's going to get that thing at least in order where they can give themselves a greater chance. Did you think by any chance last year when they were in the playoffs that they were going to do anything special? No, I did not. No, no it was me all, yes, right. It was just all gosh, can they pull another one out? What can Watson do to maybe pull magic out to win the game? You're right. It would be all luck, just right. not luck, but yeah, can he hmm. make great plays and this and that and so they they gotta correct some of those problems they have with personnel, picking people up, which is such a big deal, and getting those under the radar free agents and just do a better job there. I yes. think that's one of their weaknesses. They're just not hitting on those under the radar. You know, the second Agreed. tier free agents. Right. Agreed. I think that's so. a, definitely one of the big problems and probably why he was unhappy. I'm, I'm with you there. Hey, uh, Ahmed, anything else I need to straighten him out on? <sighs> no, I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, there there always is. Long <laughs> <of> things, <right? laughs> yeah. hey, I could go through a laundry list. Time, so we'll just do the best we can. Hey, Dad, you the man. Seriously, that was a fun conversation. I really All enjoyed right. it. You guys have a great day. Good, good talk. talking to See you, Dad. Be good, man. Oh, so, yeah, I mean. So that was good. He challenged that was me on my good. scrambling the, thing with Rodgers. And that Houston needs to, you know, have. You know, the, the thing is with uh, the Patriots is yeah. that they're not allowed to have friends. And so you don't have to worry about friends hanging out. You know, that's a rule from Belichick well, is that yeah. you, if you're a Patriot, you have no friends. Well, it's part of the, yeah, it's part of the culture. When you're there to do football, it's football time. Yeah. And they don't want romper room or show and tell or, you know, family day or Bring your kid to work day. Right. That shit doesn't go down. <coughs> Excuse uh, me. Yeah. I got the black lung pop. Yeah. <laughs> no. uh, okay. But, like, my dad, back in the day with yep. Parcells when he was the coach, if he wanted to bring me to practice on Saturday, I could sense at seven years old he was nervous about bringing me on a Saturday walkthrough. I knew he was nervous. I could feel it in him. Yeah. Because of Bill. Because of the way it was around the Giants. And even during the walkthrough, here's my dad. He's won a Super Bowl. He's a starting quarter. He, he'd put me in the stands in the walkthrough and, like, keep me away. Hey, this is a walkthrough. When we're done, I'll, you know, have a catch with you out on the field after. But yep. stay up here for now. And, you know, that's the way. When, it, when it's a, an organization that's all football all the time, it's, it's a business. And that's right. the way it's run. And that's why the Giants have been a successful organization, too. I loved it. I yeah. loved it. And getting a little more clarity on, the, on a runner or a scrambler yeah. and the crossover right. between. Um, can I do? Yeah. You can, can do anything. We, can we see? So we're, where are we right now in your countdown? Uh, well, we're today your we quarterback are. Quarterback countdown. We're going to go to number 22. So we're up to 22. Your last few are 27 or Jameis Winston. Then you had Andy Dalton. Then you had Joe Flacco. Then you had Kyler Murray at 24. Even though he hasn't even played an NFL preseason game. Yep. And then you had Josh Allen, your buddy, at 23, who I thought would shoot up to the top 10. I thought that was a rule. Once you talk to someone, they nope. go into your top It shows 10. you I don't show bias. I don't show personal bias. I cannot be persuaded. I cannot be bought. I stay true to my football convictions no matter who you are and what your charm is, okay? It's, it's because you've met too many people. Well, that, yeah, that, you have that, to move them all up. That, you, well, list. you know what? You're, you are right about that. <laughs> I, you, know, you know what's crazy? I was watching the 1997 quarterback challenge the other day because I'm a nerd like that. And it was on the NFL channel, and yeah. I was like, damn. I was like, holy cow, I was at this quarterback challenge. And it was like a cool day for me. My dad, it was, he was just out of the NFL. He was announcing it. He was yeah. doing that. But I remember, like, I'm sitting there in the tent with the quarterbacks. I'm in high school. I'm in awe. 
And I caught passes from Brett Favre that day as he wanted to warm up before he went out, and Dan Marino and Vinny Testaverde. Oh man! And I know, and I remember, and I just had one of those moments where I was sitting there watching it, going, "Damn, I was, I caught fucking passes from Brett Favre." And you're like, like "You know what I got to do? Work on my arm strength." <laughs> yeah, right. I, well, I was apparent. I was scared catching the ball from him and Marino. Uh, so can we do like yeah, a, let's a do few it. more? Okay, so number 22 on your list of Chris Sims' top 40 quarterbacks currently playing or soon to play in the NFL is Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold, New York Jets. Yeah, I mean, come on. I'm pumped about Sam Darnold. Everything about him, you know. Hey, I'll, I'll be to be totally transparent. In the 2018 draft, I had him as the fifth quarterback out of the five that were drafted in the first round. I was wrong. I'll say that right now. He's definitely better than Lamar Jackson for sure, 100%. You know, at this point, he's certainly better than Josh Rosen. Hard to evaluate Rosen. So I know I was wrong. But I also clarified at the time that, you know, I always thought Sam Darnold was a top 20 pick and certainly worthy of, you know, being in that top quarterback conversation. But, damn, Sam Darnold showed me a lot last year. I think the thing that jumps out to me, uh, Ahmed, he's got phenomenal feet. Right, he can really dance around the pocket, borderline scrambler, dancer in the pocket. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you want to say there, but totally comfortable in that environment when it does become backyard football. That's where he became famous at USC with some of those games where he's scrambling around making plays. Right. But he's got a great feel within the pocket. You know, a lot like a Brady, where you know just he knows when to push up, he sees the proper lanes, and while doing it, he can keep his eyes down the field. And he's got a phenomenal, pheno- a really quick release. I mean, a really quick release. For a guy that kind of drops the ball, he really can get it up and get it out in a hurry. And as far as an intermediate to short passing game, he's off the charts good. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, you know, again, we talked about the speed of the release, which is part of that, that, that throw, the intermediate and short passing game. But, I mean, accuracy in those type of moments. You know, the accuracy when – the feet are cockeyed, and he looks like he's playing defense in a, an NBA basketball game, but yet he can throw the ball 15 yards over the middle of the field and put it on the screws and throw a perfect spiral. I mean, those are the things I looked at. He's got a, a natural quarterback feel to him. I'm not blown away by his arm. His arm's good. I wish I could see a few more game-changing, big-type throws down right. the field. I think that can come, but that would maybe be one little question mark I have about him at this point. But, man, the Jets got to be pumped with what they got with Sam Darnold. So what would you make of this? I mean, he, yeah. he's super young. He just turned 22 years Crazy. old. And uh, what do you make of it? He had the foot injury. Yeah. He missed those three games. Yeah. And then came back after that and was so much better. Superb. It was almost like he needed that rest. Right. He threw for 761 yards in those three games, five touchdowns, no interceptions, 63%. His, you know, his second-to-last game, versus Green Bay, it was 341 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, it's like he came back a different guy. Different almost. guy, yeah. I, you know, and, and you know, it's a, it's a good question by you. We saw it with Josh Allen, who was my 23rd quarterback. He had the same kind of thing, got injured, came back, and was like a different guy. Did they need that? You think they need just to take a step back in that rookie season? It does, it does. Your rookie year is a long year. That, that's the first thing I'll say in defending any of these rookies because, uh, you know, Ahmed, think about it. You know, you go from a bowl game to training for the combine to your yeah. pro day to, oh, my gosh, I just got drafted, and now you're right into the offseason. So you don't really have an offseason as a rookie. It's mentally exhausting. It's physically exhausting. And, hey, you're learning a lot. And I think sometimes when, when things like that happen, like with a Sam Darnold, he got a chance to kind of reassess himself, take a deep breath, Why am I making this so hard? He gets to watch a guy like McCown out there on the field, gets to see how he kind of manages the game, what he does, and it can make you reassess your own play. Mm -hmm. And 
make you more comfortable mentally the next time you go out there to kind of remind yourself, like, wait, this isn't that hard. I just saw Josh McCown, who's not as talented as me, yeah. do some good things. I can do that, and I think I can do them better. And you're right, man. He was just through the, through the roof good at the yeah. end of the year with big-time throws, scrambling, uh, managing situations. It was fun to watch. He's got to give him so much confidence, yeah. too. He's got new weapons in Le'Veon Bell and Jamison Crowder. And his grandfather was yep. Dick Hammer who was a Marlboro man in the 70s. Isn't that amazing? That's pretty good. I, I asked him about it once, actually. What did he say about it? Well, yeah. I mean, the guy, the guy uh, he's the first Marlboro, Marlboro man. He was the first the one. The first one, right. And, yeah, I mean, that's a – come on. I mean, this, is there really a better name in the history of mankind than Dick, Dick Hammer? Hammer? I mean, I feel like you have to live up to a certain expectation when you have that name. I yeah. Mean, I don't want to get too gross here, but <laughs> – I mean, that's it just, I sound like. No, absolutely. You know, yeah. I mean, when that's your name, it's just you know, like, damn, you know, yeah, you, know, you better bring the hammer. I, uh, the three, the three most likely um, players to have, to have smoked a cigarette on the sideline during an NFL game. Um, my top three, number yeah. three, Brett Favre. I think that I could see that of happening. I hear you. Number two, Larry Zonka. I never saw Larry Zonka play, but I feel like... He looks like he'd be like, give me the ball in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I watched American Gladiators, too. Right. With him. I loved that show. Yeah. That, honestly, that was, that was a my, good show. That was one of my favorite I shows I liked it growing up. up, too. I'm with you. Do I you used to watch the, it. Do you remember the theme? song oh i know uh gosh go ahead do it i can't and they had all of the different uh, i didn't even remember the names of them like the ice and malibu yeah, that's right storm yeah. thunder i loved that show with mike adamley too yeah um and number one most likely to have smoked a cigarette on the sidelines during an nfl game ryan fitzpatrick right i think i actually saw it you think you, I think you I did see it you. last year. Yeah, uh, so I just went through there. Um, oh, our producer Pete says that there's a photo of Len Dawson back in those days. Yeah, during uh, Super Bowl one, right? Halftime of Super Bowl one to recharge. You had to recharge. Uh, okay, that is uh, Sam Darnold. Can you imagine doing that? Doing a cigarette, smoking cigs in the halftime of a game. Damn, that'd be that'd be hilarious. To what, be but what do we do now? My dad was a part of the era where it was just yeah. ending. Like early on in his career, he'll tell you there were some guys in the locker room on defense that smoked cigarettes at halftime. But then it just was at the end of that that era where people started to go, wait, let's work out and be healthy. Well, smoking was like seen as healthy. Yeah, like, I guess when it was it like giving them out, energy. Like, yeah, like, that's absolutely. what it was. Right. Like, what do we do now? That fifty years from now, they'll be like, what idiots were we? We put an electronic device up to our head for hours a day. Of course, we're gonna have brain problems. I'm talking about the phone. Oh That's yeah, what okay. Like, oh, what do we do I now? Drink energy drinks with <laughs> chemicals, and what a dumb idea that is. Let's not that. drink all those chemicals all the time. That was so like last week. Yeah, thank that. you. <laughs> um, okay, that's Sam Darnold. I want to do another one because I know this guy. Yeah. The most attractive quarterback on your list at number 21. Oh, Jimmy GQ. Is Jimmy number, Garoppolo. Is he number one in looks? Uh, he's up there. You're right. He's a handsome guy. I can't yeah. deny. I don't think he's more handsome than Tom Brady, though. I'm sorry. I mean, oh. yeah. Tom think, Brady's kind of perfect. Well, Have you yeah. seen his chin? I okay. A little overrated, but yeah, okay. Okay, maybe a little overrated, but still he's winning the quarterback <laughs> handsome list. Okay? okay, but back to topic with Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, Man, Jimmy Garoppolo, hey, there, there's a lot of things I like about his game as well. You know, I think, first off, you know, a little like we saw talked with Sam Darnold, has great feet. Um, I thought that was one thing that I did not like about this past season a little bit. Footwork got a little lazy to me. Throwing the ball mechanically too many times with, 
what I would call a hitch step, without a hitch step, mm. throwing the football, getting back to the top of his drop and just letting his feet be, you know, cemented in the ground flat and then trying to throw a ball 15, 20 yards down the field. And it led to some errant throws in some situations, which concerned me. He only right? played a couple of games. I know, he only played ba- three. I'm first... basing it off the Minnesota. I'm basing well, it off the Detroit yeah. Lion game where yeah. there was a few here and there. And even the Kansas City. But just things, I'm, I'm being nitpicky. And that's what it is here now. Sure. We're talking about, you know, come on, the best quarterbacks on the planet here. We're, I'm nitpicking between little things that I see and don't see now. And he uh, wasn't good in that first game. I mean, Minnesota is one of the elite defenses yes, in the NFL. Yes, but he missed some he plays that were there to be had. It was, yes, probably the worst game he's had as a pro. Um, you know, we haven't seen him in a lot of pressure situations yet. You know, it, yeah, okay, he came in for Tom Brady. We know New England's amazing at, you know, orchestrating game plans and things to make life easy in a young quarterback. They did very well. Let's not forget they won the next week with Jacoby Brissett, right, after Garoppolo got hurt. You know, comes into San Francisco, saves the day, gets six wins, but they were 0-10 when he got there. So, you know, that... That, there was no pressure in that season. He was almost like, hey, here's, here's Captain America. Come save the day. Right. So that was all positive. You know, we haven't really seen him in crunch time NFL, you know, consistent week after week football yet. That would be my big question. And, you know, one of the things I'll say about him, you know, he's good at everything. I don't know if there's one glaring thing I look at to go, ooh, he is great at this. And I don't know if there's one glaring thing that I look at and go, ooh, he's really horrible at this. I do know that when I go back and I make these lists and study them, I'm more impressed with his scrambling and ability to, you know, attack the line of scrimmage and then, oh, gosh, there's nowhere to run and find a receiver and get 10 yards. I'm really impressed with his ability when people are around him to kind of just flick the ball because he can get the ball out of his hand in a quick way too. And you know, put the ball into a hole or a window, Ahmed, where the right. receiver's not there yet, but he can see him coming there, and he's about to get hit, and he's got a great feel to just put it right in the right spot to where, okay, when the ball gets there, the receiver will be there. And that's anticipation and just uh, having a great hand and eye feel for the, for the position in general. But this is a big year for him. Supposed to be back to 100% by training camp from that torn right? ACL versus Kansas City last year. First couple games are against the Bucks and the Bengals, so kind of ease into his NFL season, so that could be he good. Could. For and they him. go into Tampa. I mean, that's, that's going to be a tough game. That's a trap game all the way. Okay. You know, just I know because you look at the Bucks, and I go, yeah, San Francisco should win the game. But it is at home in there. Tampa. It'll be 99 degrees with 100% humidity. It's the Bruce Arians, you know. That's true. So those are games that scare me. Yeah, I, I'm like you. I look at it and go, the 49ers should win that game. Yeah. But those are scary games when you go across the country and got to play in an element maybe that you're not quite used to with a, with a new vibe in the stadium. What do you think of the skilled players around him? Uh, you got George Kittle. You got Marquise Goodwin. The running backs, I mean, they got a lot of talent there with Tevin Cole. Coleman, Matt Breida, Jarek McKinnon, so they might be able to run the ball. I I think so. When you look at their O-line, it's special. I mean, you know, I know Kyle Shanahan, they're famous for their running game anyways. Garoppolo, I think, is a great fit for, you know, coming out of play-action pass. He's an aggressive decision-maker. When he sees it, he just pulls the trigger and goes. I like that aspect about him, that aggressive nature. So I think it all – Really fits. I, I mean, I'll say this. Yeah, I mean, I got him as the number 21 quarterback in football. I get that. 15 last year. He 15, dropped down. He did. He's he dropped did. down your yeah, list. Yeah, well, you know, he just, he's just been hurt. There's young guys in football. There's other guys that he was close to last year that, of course, played last year and played better than him. And, you know, they were on the field. So, yeah, they go down. But this is where I'll say this is my caveat for him. I mean, I don't know what the odds are. Mm-hmm. But right now, like, to me, that would be a value bet for MVP. 
Oh, you know, if okay. you maybe start going under the radar MVP picks, I, I said this to Mike Florio today. I mean, Carson Wentz is a guy I certainly have my eye on for that. You know, other than the big names, Rodgers, sure. Breeze, you know, Brady, all those. And we know, come on, we know they're going to be in the conversation. Someone who's that. in the 50 to 1 Exactly. Range. Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo would be one of those guys I'd say, if you've got some extra money going around and you might want to hit the jackpot, he'd be the guy because you talked about the weapons around him. The O-line's good. We know they're going to run the ball. The mm-hmm. running back's pretty good with Tevin Coleman, McKinnon, like you said. But, you know, Dante Pettis showed pr- promise last year. Marquise Goodwin can fly deep down the field. Who's his top receiver? Kittle. George Kittle, the yeah. tight end, is probably the number one go-to guy. And then with pick uh, two and three in this year, this year's past draft, you know, they get the kid out of uh, South Carolina, uh, Debo Samuel, and then Jalen Hurd out of Baylor. To where I just look at the 49ers and go, ooh, watch out. That's a sneaky good skill group. And, and they signed Jordan Matthews to go along with it. So the, he set up with success not only because of the skill talent but the offensive scheme. And then right. I think there's enough talent around him. Patriots gave him up for a second-round pick in 2018. Um, Patspulpit.com just listed some of the, the players that New England turned that pick. So they've traded that pick multiple oh, times New yeah, England did. Right. So here are some of the players that they oh, have gotten Oh, good one. Back. Let me hear this. Uh, linebacker Christian Sam. Okay. Cornerback Duke Dawson. Okay. Cornerback Joe Juan Williams. Joe Juan Williams is their second-round pick this year from Vanderbilt. Those two, the last you just said, Duke Dawson and Joe, Joe Juan Williams. Yeah. They, I mean, they got a chance. So that's those. That's, they got even more players from this. Go ahead. This one pick. Yeah. This is from one pick. That's why he's fucking they, Bill Belichick they get, and they're the Patriots. They got the running back at Damian Harris. Yep. Okay. Uh, offensive tackle Yadni Kajus. Okay. And quarterback. Derek Stidham or Jarrett Stidham, Jarrett Stidham. and also a fourth round pick next year. Are you kidding? <laughs> From me? that one pick, yeah, that's New England. That's how they work magic, and that's, that's incredible. Why, I know that's why we look at them and go, "Oh, they've had seven injuries. How do they still win?" It's because they have all those type of moves to add depth. And gosh, I mean, I know that's why New England's New England, and yeah, that's amazing. Uh, we want to remind you, we, we thank you for listening to our podcast. We always enjoy that. Yeah. Leave comments, only good. If you have a bad comment, keep it to yourself. No, that's Please. not true. No, we don't like I them. I welcome the bad. I don't We'd necessarily rather, like them, but I welcome them. We'd rather you not. Just send yeah. us an email if you got a bad comment. Right. Um, but we also got a, a lot of other good podcasts. On Her Turf, Off the Pitch Digital Series going on right now. Yeah. The Women's World Cup is happening. Team USA trying to defend their World Cup title from four years ago. They won in Canada. This is uh, Off the Pitch, an eight-episode video series focused on current and former U.S. women's national team players, including Brandi Chastain, Carly Lloyd, and and others, we all remember the iconic moment from Brandy Chastain. Yeah. Um, how long ago was Gosh. that now? I mean, what, what, what was that, 2002? No, 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 that was 98, 99. What the hell year was, like was that? 20 years ago? It was. It was somewhere around there. I believe I was in Austin, Texas so for my freshman year so at, 20 at years Texas. Ago. It was 1999. Yeah, it was 99. 20 years I, ago. You know, I'll say, one of, that's like one of the iconic moments. Or sports moments I can remember. You remember? From, yeah, absolutely. I remember exactly. I was in a TGI Fridays in Austin, Texas <laughs> on First Ave. Wow. Yeah, I can still remember going. I'm watching her take her shirt off, and yeah. you know everyone go, "Oh my gosh, it's a sports bra! I've never seen that before." Whoa. <laughs> it was very but, controversial at the time. Yeah, yeah. But it was cool, and um, you know I got a lot of respect for these girls. They got some swag. It's got to be a great honor to wear the country. I, I've always wanted to feel like what that power is to play for a country. It's yeah. so much more powerful than playing for a club, a team, whatever it may be. Awesome to watch. And these are some baller athletes. And come on, U.S. women's soccer, we dominate. So let's continue the domination. Team USA starting today, 3 p.m. Eastern. USA, may have USA, already happened depending USA. on when you're watching or listening to this. It's all on Telemundo. You can follow it all there. And you can also follow the digital series at On Her Turf on Instagram. 
Number 20. Can Num we do a couple more? Uh, Pete says, hold on. Oh, hold on. We have breaking news. Oh, we have a photo gosh. to our Look YouTube audience. Look at that. We do have the Len Dawson cigarette at halftime of Super Bowl One. He is smoking that <laughs> shit, too. <laughs> he, is. he is like, man, I need a good... Uh, that Ray scary. I need another drag of that shit. And, um, we got any of the good stuff around here? The coaching staff is like, pass that or everyone get a good hit in. Come on. We got a big second half coming up. Wow, oh, my gosh. Awesome. I I, it's, it's amazing. That uh, happened. That actually happened did back happen. in the day. Yeah, him and Kenny Stabler. I mean, he's another one that was famous for smoking cigs. Number twenty. Number twenty. In your top forty. Ha the halfway point. Yep. Is Mitchell Trubisky, Chicago Bears. Okay. You know Mitchell Trubisky, another guy that we you know scrambler runner. I don't know what you want to talk about him as right now. I think he's more of a runner. Mm. I think you could certainly talk about him as one of the best running quarterbacks in football. I mean, when he tucks it and goes, I'm going to run, he is a real threat to gain big-time yards. I mean, hey, just go back and watch the New England Patriots game from last year. Watch some of the runs he made in that game. There's a few other games as well. Trubisky, okay, is the throwing perfect? No, it's not. Are there a few, you know, completions left on the field on a weekly basis? Okay, yes, there are. Okay, it's year two. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's not, like, let's not go crazy here. He just led a team that was 12-4 and four to the, you know, NFC playoffs. Mm -hmm. And in the biggest drive of the year, he made some big throws. In the biggest game of the year, he made big throws all game long. He played phenomenal against the Philadelphia right. Eagles. You know, and everyone wants to jump on, on, on Trubisky for reasons that are not Mitchell Trubisky's fault. I really believe a lot of the hate that's that's you know thrown out towards him, and I have to defend him in Chicago all the time, is all because Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes were drafted after him. Yep. So he can't. That's not his fault. That's Ryan Pace's fault. So stop blaming Mitchell Trubisky. You can win a Super Bowl with Trubisky. You know, yes, we got to clean up the accuracy. I get that. But there's other things. He has a big-time arm. He's got a very strong arm. I mean, he can throw it through the wind in Chicago, and we don't even talk about it. But yet when, you know, other quarterbacks like Jared Goff and everybody else go in there, we go, oh, wait, wind's a problem. You know, or no, he's got a strong enough arm to not be affected by that. Got a pretty quick release. You know, let's take into account it was his second year in the NFL and his second system he had to learn. Totally new coaching staff in his second year. Totally new Offense around him, not only scheme-wise, but players around him, too, Ahmed. I mean, year one, it was a disaster, some of the guys they had on the field with him. It was, there was no chance for him to survive. So you can't, you can't evaluate him off that. I see plenty of good here. I think he will take the proper steps. He was a pleasant surprise last year. He's a much better football player than people give him credit for. And the, la the thing I want to just, you know, hey, when he wasn't in the games this year and Chase Daniel was a quarterback who, ooh, knew the system, mm -hmm. and I think the system in Chicago is a little overrated, um, uh, they stunk. I mean, sure. Chase Daniel stunk on Thanksgiving. They stunk in, in New York when they lost to the Giants here in New York and Eli Manning and company. So, you know, Mitchell Trubisky, he bailed that offense out a number of times during the year with his athleticism to be able to make things happen in the run game or scrambling around, too. And I think people don't take note of that all the time. He, he made a, a big jump last year because I think after 2017, people are thinking, okay, he is bordering on bus territory. Yeah, he has right. a year that is similar. So right. I, I'm going to go through some of his numbers. The Please jump do. from 2017 to 2018. He made 12 starts in 2017 and then 14 starts in 2018. So similar starts. His completion percentage went up from 59% to 67%. Okay. 
His yards per attempt went up from 6.1 to 7.4. There you go. His touchdowns went up from 7 to 24. Wow. Huge jump there. His yep. interceptions did go up from 7 to 12. Okay. One of those. But his quarterback rating went from 77.5 to 95.4. And most importantly, his Sims ranking went up from 24th to 20th now. Right. Yeah. So he and has, I think, I, you, you look at those, you hear those numbers, you're like, wow, that's a significant improvement from one year to the next. I, that, that's to me where it's, it's we're borderline on being haters in the world right now with Mitchell Trubisky. I mean, when you talk about, okay, 3,200 yards throwing, 24 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, like you said, 95.4 rating, okay? Yep. What were his rushing statistics? Do you have that? I don't have them on my page. That's all right. I can get them real quick. But then, he, okay. He quadrupled them. No, I just made that up. Well, but they're still better. Oh, hold on. Pete's getting that. 248 yards to 421 Okay, so 420 year. yards rushing, okay? He, he, he did all those things, and we hate on him. Oh, and he was part of the team that was 12-4 and four and was yeah. this close to being the number two seed in the NFC playoffs. But we talk about him like they were the, the ninth seed in the a NFC and didn't make the playoffs. And that's what mm -hmm. bothers me sometimes. And I know it's not perfect, but he's already shown me enough that he can make it happen. And I think you'll see another jump from him this year because he's going to be a little bit more comfortable. Year one, Ahmed, I, I've said this so many times. At the end of the year, go back and watch tape, everyone. Their starting wide receiver was Tariq Cohen. They had no talent around him. Yeah. They had nothing. They would start Jordan Howard at tailback, have a fullback in the game, have a tight end, Tariq Cohen at Z receiver, and whoever was healthy that week at X receiver. And people expected great results. And I'm going to just say, that's not realistic. You're, you're piling on at that point. So I'm, I'm a Trubisky uh, defender that way. And, and he's a good beer chugger. We saw the response to Aaron Rodgers. He can chug a beer way better. Way better than way Aaron Rodgers. He fits – I mean – his, I like his personality. I mean, he shows a little, you know, dressing up. Remember well, he the, went from Mitch to Mitchell, right? Well, he he, he wants to be known as Mitchell. Yeah. Remember he wore, like, the Mike Dicka uniform to, uh, to like, one of the games? That. He dressed no. up as Dicka on he Halloween. Did? I don't know. Like, wore that. the Bears sweater, had the mustache. I mean, I think he's got a cool little attitude about him that, yeah. you know, people in Chicago should, should gravitate towards. And Jim McMahon recently kind of stuck up for him and said he was a good dude. Yeah. If you play hard and win, they'll love you forever. And so if yeah, he plays he hard and he's winning there so far. So let's keep it going. So far, so good. Yeah. Uh, I want to. I want to. I want to do one more. Yeah. Number nineteen. Number nineteen. He played in the Super Bowl. It is Tom Brady. <laughs> you, the people probably are like, you probably would put Tom Brady there. Uh, Jared Goff is number nineteen. I know. And a lot of people are going to go, oh, that's way too low. You know? Okay. Yeah, it's not way too low on my list when we start getting done and I'll talk and defend the, the quarterbacks that are in front of them. There's a lot of things I like with Jared Goff. There really is. I thought, you know, again, I hold, I hold big-time quarterbacks to the standard a little bit of like, you know, you got to be able to do some things outside of the system from time to time. The system can't give you the plays. I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, here's 40 passes in a row where the first guy he looked at was open and he got a completion. I'm going to go, oh, my gosh, you're amazing, the quarterback. You just look at a guy and he's open and you throw it to him. I don't know. It's so amazing. Yeah. You know, I don't give credit to that. Yes, I give some credit to that. But what are you going to do in those moments when that guy's not open? And then now number two's not open. 
you know, you're, you, when you're the number one pick of the draft or the franchise quarterback, I expect you to make some plays outside of that realm to go, oh, nothing was there, coach, but coach, I bailed you out because I'm that good with my arm, with my legs, whatever it may be. Uh, I mean, uh, golf showed that a little bit last year. There yeah. was glimpses of that where I didn't see any glimpses of that in 2017. But there was moments, whether it was the Vikings game, the Chiefs game, the Saints game in the NFC Championship game, where I said, ooh, okay, I He's like this. Plays. He was making plays, right. What do you so, want to say? You want to say anything else? All right, so here, but here's what I'll say, the negative, okay? I don't The think Super he, Bowl. Well, the Super Bowl <laughs> was not good. The whole end of the season was not good, yeah. other than the Saints game in the Dome, okay? I mean, yeah, really the last five, six, seven weeks of the year were a little underwhelming. There's a reason we're sitting here talking about Jared Goff, too, as far as contract extension with the Rams and the Rams telling us whence deal doesn't affect them. I don't think they're totally set on Goff yet. Mm. If they were totally set on him, they'd be going, let's get the deal done. I can promise you the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be getting a deal done with Patrick Mahomes at some point next year as soon as the season's over. So they're sold. So I don't think they're totally sold on Goff yet. But Goff is not enough of a dead-eye thrower yet. He misses a little, like I said, with Trubisky. He misses too many slam dunk completions for my likings as well, like the deep post in the Super Bowl where Brandon Cooks was in the back of the end zone wide open. He tries to throw it and put something on it. He loses control of the ball and throws a wobbler, right? Has a little bit of a long motion that way to where the ball can sometimes fall apart on him that way to where, yeah, he's just not as a pure or as a gifted thrower as some of the other guys. He's a pretty good athlete, but for 2019 quarterbacks, he's really – Average athlete. If he came out maybe my year in the draft, I mean, this is how much the league has changed. He would be looked at and people go, man, he's a pretty good athlete for quarterback. But the 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 threshold for athlete at quarterback now, as you have seen, yep. this is Mahomes, it's Watson, it's Lamar Jackson, it's, gonna become it's Josh the Allen. It's going to become the you, standard. You, you have to, right? The yeah. day of just the pocket wooden Indian pocket passer, that's, that's done with. So I think those are, you know, some of my you – know, there's good, but some of my concerns. But at this point still, I still say he benefits very much from the system and the talent around him before I bump him up too much farther than that. It is really going to be interesting to see what they do with, with him because, you know, Carson Wentz has the same agent I know. that, that right. Jared Goff does. And Wentz right. did just get that four-year $128 million deal. And, yeah. Goff, no, I, I They can I pick know. up his fifth-year option next year. Well, listen, and his camp is going to have, you know, arguments – Against that Carson Wentz deal, they're going to go. Oh well, I mean, my 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 quarterback's been in the playoffs twice. He brought us, he brought the team to the Super Bowl. That doesn't have the injury history. That doesn't have the injury history. But then the Rams can defend it and go, yeah, but your quarterback's never seriously been in the MVP conversation like Carson Wentz. And Carson Wentz was going to win the MVP if he doesn't tear his ACL in Week 14 in the 2017 season. I think he was a leader in the clubhouse by far. So, you know, those are the things. He's still really good. People think I hate Jared Goff mm-hmm. because – sounded like you hated on him well, a little bit right did it? Did yeah. it sound like it? it did sound, there was more negative than positive. Okay. Sure. Well, there's still positive. I guess – okay. Okay. That's fine. All right. So, that makes me self-assess my – I don't want to be that guy that's just It almost all sounds negative. like you like Mitchell better than you like Jared Goff. Well, I think I feel like they're the – the perception around them is totally opposite. So that's where I kind of probably fight it. It's Trubisky's horrible. Goff is amazing. And why? Just because the one team wins and then it just looks sexy that way? You know, you know I, I get it. I don't want to be a hater on Jared Goff. I think Mitchell Trubisky has more of a high-end 
ceiling than Jared Goff. So maybe that's you where I get You would bet more on too. Mitchell Trubisky getting into the top ten than you would Jared Goff. I think I would at this point right now. And, that, and again, I, I don't want to be negative that way. And that doesn't mean you can't still win with Jared Goff because he's already proven you can win that way. But I don't know if he can make as many, you know, game-changing plays, you know, with his pure physical talent as some of the quarterbacks we'll see here that are in front of him. That's sure. really the thing that, that I doubt. And then, yeah, the big-time throws and the consistency of some of the throws, uh, it, it's got to improve a little bit. Grew up in uh, Northern California, huge Warriors fans, been tweeting about it all, playoffs. Cool. What is, I always wonder what that's like as a player. You know, because he's in L.A. Yeah. L.A. and the Bay Area have huge rivalry. Right. You know, it's Laker country, Clippers country, and then you see your starting quarterback in L.A. tweeting about the Warriors. Yeah, like, no, oh. I know. It's, it's did iffy. You feel, when, you were a, when you were a buck, did you feel pressure to root for the Tampa Bay Rays, even I, though you're a huge Yankee I, fan? I, 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 did, I did a little bit. Did I you? made it known that I was a huge Yankee fan. I really did. Because uh, that's but weird. I, you, you love the Yankees. I know. I do. And I, I, I really was into trying to support the team in the area, too. Like, I really was. You know, at that time, uh, Madden, uh, Joe Madden was the, the skipper yeah. for the Rays, so they were fun to watch. I really respected their game. They were game. good then, they right? They were starting to go on the up and up, and I'm going, man, this is cool. But, yeah, I was loyal to the Yankees, but I made it known that I was like, Paying attention to the Rays and like them, and the, I would go to Tampa Bay Lightning games. So yeah, yeah, you you have to dance a, a fan a, a fine is. line it's there a weird, little bit. Yeah, because right? people will take it personal. They think like, well, you don't like our city, you're not going to root for them. And it's like, no, I just grew up somewhere else, and this is where I was raised, and I love this team, and he he seems loyal to the Warriors. Because I get that too. Growing up in Michigan, it would be it's weird, and there was a lot of time where. Larry Brown, the coach of the Pistons, would wear a, a Tiger's hat. So it was cool. It felt like they were all rooting right. for each other. Right. But you're right. You didn't grow up there. You got your other allegiances, and that makes it tough. Okay, so 19. So I sound like a hater with golf. Okay. A little bit. Yeah. But I get what you're saying, though, where you feel like the perception of him is that he's great, number I, one pick, and finally is showing his true potential. You're right. Like, Pump the brakes. Yeah. I mean, there's a I lot of that. good. There's a lot of good. But, I, you know, again, yes, I'm not going to put him in the top ten quarterback conversation or anybody anywhere quite there yet. I hope he proves me. I know there's a lot of things to like about the person yeah. and the player, but yeah, that's that's really realistically where I kind of see him stacking up with the with the rest of the league. I've made you talk enough today, but I do want to I do want to talk about uh, Game Seven, the NHL Stanley Cup Final. Yeah, it's coming up right. uh, tomorrow on mm-hmm. Wednesday. Huge. I mean, Game Sevens in any sport are big, but I feel like in in hockey in a Stanley Cup Final. Yeah, it's just like and if it goes to overtime, the world will cease to exist. Yeah, like we won't have a Thursday. The world will just end because it's you can't handle it. <laughs> um, so in honor of in honor of Game Seven, Seven. Uh, who are, can you, let's do a little trivia here. You okay, ready? I like this. Go ahead. The most recent three quarterbacks, this is going back to 2013, who have thrown seven touchdowns in a game. Can you name the most recent quarterbacks to throw seven touchdowns in a game? Don't look it up on the No, internet. I'm not. I'm just looking at teams. I'm pulling up the teams okay. just so I can brainstorm quarterbacks. All right, so since 2013, Peyton do, Manning is one of them. You do, yeah, yeah, that's correct. 2013, September 5th. Do you know the team he did it against? Was it the Chargers? Baltimore Ravens. Was it really? Holy 462 cow. yards, seven touchdowns. Oh, my gosh. Night. It's right. Week one. Gosh, you would just, I, you know, you think of revisionist history. I would never think of anybody throwing seven touchdowns. And at that point, people thought, okay, maybe he's not washed up. They go, okay, maybe, maybe we were wrong about him being washed up. Right. Maybe he's still got something left in the tank. I know. I'm, like, listening to you, but not really because I'm trying thinking. to think of who that other – I know I know the other – 
seven touchdown. Drew Brees, is he in this list? Oh, he is. Good, yeah. okay. 2015 right. versus the... No, I'm not going to be able to call it. Giants. Oh, in the game that was the 53-47 game or... 52-49. He right. was 40 of 50 <laughs> for 511 yards and seven touchdowns. Wow. Did throw a pick, too, though, so that was not a great game for him. Now, not a great game for him. So he won more. <laughs> the, uh, th- this one. This one was unexpected. It's a different guy. I want to go, and, and I want to say it was Flacco almost, but it's not Flacco. Hold not on, Flacco. hold on, hold on. Don't say this yet. Damn it. Who I'll, is I'm going to give you the year. Fine. Give me the 2013. year. 2013. It was in November of 2013. The opponent, you want me to give you Yeah, I do. Yeah. Oakland Raiders. In Damn. Oakland, I believe. In Oakland, I believe. Yes, it was in Oakland. Damn, this is a really tough one. I'm I'm at, uh, November 3rd. That's November my birthday. 3rd. That's, that's my birthday. Is that right? Well. Yeah, that's absolutely. my br- my father's birthday. Really? Yes. We share a birthday? Oh, so wait, he's a Super Bowl MVP, this he's a guy? Super Bowl MVP. I just got another clue from Pete. That's why I'm saying that yeah. everybody knows there to be transparent. <laughs> it's not like slowly coming no. to you okay, in reverse right, so order. Don't, don't tell me anymore. Okay, so he's, he's a Super Bowl MVP. Okay, uh, who am I missing here? Hold on. Oh, am I missing? It's not Aaron Rodgers. Nope. He was 22 of 28, which is pretty incredible, for 406 yards, seven touchdowns, no interceptions. And they played the Raiders? They played the Raiders in Oakland in November on your dad's birthday and my birthday. Give me the team. Go we ahead. celebrated it together. Who is it? The team is the Eagles. The quarterback is Nick Foles. Oh, my gosh. Would you have gotten you would nope. not have. I would have never got it. And Nick I was Foles. going through with Pete in my ear going Super Bowl MVPs. Nick Foles was not coming to the front of my brain there either. So that's – Damn. Everyone scrambled to pick him up in fantasy, and he probably right. threw, like, four picks the next game. I, I can't I believe did. that. I totally forgot about that game, actually. So that, that's unbelievable. That's an honor of Game 7 All coming right, up job. Wednesday for the Stanley Cup Who's final. the greatest number 7 ever? Uh, any sport. Way? Yeah, okay. He's, he's seven, right? seven, I'm yeah. Not a, I can't remember numbers that not well. Not good but, numbers? Uh, I can't remember. There's never been another 7. Elway, I think, would be one of the top Elway's ones. Elway's up there, right? Yeah, he definitely is. Mickey Mantle was a 7. Was he? Yeah, he's number 7. That's retired. Uh, I can't. Those are the top sevens in my arm. I'm no. choking under the pressure. I right remember now. nothing. Carmelo I, Anthony was seven too. Okay, he was okay. But he was just yes, not on their status. All right, all right, we're done. We we're did done. It. We you did the it. Man, what up? Ahmed Farid, Chris Sims, Chris Sims on button. Hope you enjoyed. What's up? You when you back, uh, big red shirt guy? Next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. Yeah. That's great. This is awesome. We're getting we got like a little rhythm. We got a rhythm together. Yep. Make sure your shirt matches your water mug again, okay? Please, or don't even bother fucking coming here. All right, okay, deal. You're not invited back. <laughs> all right, everybody. Peace out. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll talk to you soon. Talk to you Thursday.